guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So I want to ask you a question to start off here, and, and the, I'm totally just asking for a friend. This has nothing to do with me here, but how well do you handle problems as they come up in your life? And would you like to be better at handling them? And so what we've got right here, we've just seen in the last couple of days, some incredible things happen. You watched a Red Sea part. You watched a people who became incredibly grateful for the prophet and for the Lord in bringing them out of Egypt safely through the Red Sea on dry ground. And they're doing awesome, which now leads us to a problem. Yes, Israel, we have a problem. So you go to chapter 15. This is right after. In fact, it's very shortly after they just sung the praises of how amazing God was and how amazing Moses was. Verse 22 of chapter 15. And so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. They went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, I get that. They're in the wilderness. I can see the problem there. When they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. Marah means bitter. So they're going to a place called Bitter and they're wondering why the water doesn't taste good. And verse 24, we see this instance of the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? And so all of a sudden there's like, we're thirsty. And again, I get that. I get the needs that a body has for water, but they murmured, okay? Now go over to chapter 16 and you got verses one through three. It says, they took their journey from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel. And again, this could be millions of people at this point. They came into the wilderness of Sin, I find that kind of ironic, which is between Elam and Sinai and the 15th day of the second month, they left Egypt. Verse two, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The whole congregation, that's a lot of people. And the children of Israel said unto them, would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots, when we did eat bread to the full for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So I wonder if this point Moses is kind of like, really? Look, guys, look what God has done for us. What? And all of a sudden, they're just complaining against Moses. Like, man, we wish we would have died in Egypt. We were sitting there. At least we had food to eat. We could sit there and do all this. Moses is an incredibly patient man. Because at that point, I would almost just call down the powers of heaven and just said, all right, we're done. All right, we're going to turn this car around. We're going back. So the question is this, what miracles have they observed prior to this? Even in the last chapter, when they had bitter water, at the end of the chapter, verse 25, it says, Moses cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which then he cast into the waters. The waters were made sweet. And there he made them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. So they, they've seen miracles just even just recently there. So then why do you think they were complaining about Moses? If they've just seen all these miracles, why do they start complaining all of a sudden? Who does Moses represent? Okay, Moses represents the prophet here. He is the prophet. He is leading the children of Israel. 
So who are they really complaining about? So they're complaining about the prophet. When things do not go their way or something hard all of a sudden comes up, the prophet in their mind is a very, very convenient uh, person to blame. What does this then teach us about, quote, the children of Israel? And how is it that we continue to murmur and how can we avoid that murmuring? Now, I over general conference over this last weekend, one of the things I do is I try to find really good quotes. And there's often times where I'm watching, you know, I'm listening to general conference. I'm like, oh, what was that quote? And then I will see it pop up on social media platforms. I'm very active uh, on social media during general conference as far as just learning and picking out quotes and things because there are people who actually get those quotes correctly and I'm able to put them in there and I use them in my sharing with my social media. But as as I am doing that, I am also scrolling through, I usually follow hashtags, and as I'm doing that, I am also finding internet trolls who are very sardonic in the way they deal with things, very complaining. So for about every nine that I find that are good, there's a tenth one in there of someone just absolutely complaining and murmuring about what has just been said. And it gets frustrating because all I can say is it's a good thing that the children of Israel have stopped murmuring against the prophet in our day when problems come up or difficulties come up or things that they don't agree with come up. It's a sad thing. Murmuring, I think, comes so naturally to us. And oftentimes we should try to take the opportunity to be able to find the goodness and find the positivity in things. But I guess when all you are looking for is negativity, then you're going to find it. You're going to find it. Uh, so, so much of it in our minds is we need to train ourselves to be able to look for positivity and look for goodness. And as we do that, we are going to, as Sister Becky Craven said in the women's session, you're going to tell your brain who's boss, okay? And if you want to find negativity, you're going to find it. If you want to find positivity, you are going to find it. Uh, I saw this little clip here. It's actually in the Come Follow Me curriculum this week, uh, Elder Neil A. Maxwell. I love this quote because it sadly describes us perfectly so watch this murmuring seems to come so naturally to the natural man murmurers have short memories Israel arrived in Sinai then on to the Holy Land though they were sometimes hungry and thirsty but the Lord rescued them whether by miraculous quail or by water struck from a rock strange isn't it brothers and sisters how those with the shortest memories have the longest list of demands. However, with no remembrance of past blessings, there is no perspective about what is really going on. This powerful verse in the Old Testament reminds us, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Okay, so murmuring is a difficult thing to do. I get that, and I think we all have the problems with it. So tomorrow, I want to share with you what the Lord does to try to help us so that when the temptation to murmur comes up, we can focus on the good instead of dwelling on the negative. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.